Welcome to the Women's Pelvic Pain Podcast, your ultimate source of uncensored information on women's pelvic health. In this podcast, you will hear from health practitioners, holistic healers, nutrition experts, and fitness gurus, in addition to people who have or had suffered from chronic pelvic pain in order to learn and understand everything there is to know about pelvic floor disorders. I'm here to share with you what I've learned in my seven and counting years of personal experience with chronic pelvic pain. Approximately one-third of women suffer from pelvic pain. It's an unspoken epidemic. So many of us have it, yet no one talks about it. However, the mission of this podcast is to break the pelvic pain silence. The conversations are intimate, raw, and completely unedited in order to deliver the most authentic information possible. With education, patience, and the proper tools and techniques, pelvic pain can be overcome. Hi guys, welcome back to the Women's Pelvic Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Matluck. I'm a holistic health and wellness coach and I have suffered from chronic pelvic pain for many years now. Um, This podcast is a new platform and I am excited today to be here with Timothy Bish. Uh, He is an acupuncturist who I have been seeing for about the past year on and off. Um, And his office is actually in the same office as where I go to physical therapy. So he works with many patients who have chronic pelvic pain and really just chronic pain in general. I started seeing Tim when my pelvic pain was really bad. And I at first didn't believe that it would do much, but a few factors led me to really want to try it out. Um, The first was my desperation to just want to feel better and I was at the point where I was willing to try anything and I also am a big proponent of holistic health and wellness so I knew that acupuncture was something that I should try. Also it was very convenient for me since it is in the same office as the physical therapy I go to and the third reason that I wanted to try it was just out of my curiosity to see what it would do for me and based on the fact that I really knew I had nothing to lose and probably something to gain um so I am someone who as I said is fascinated by holistic healing methods and holistic medicine so it was definitely appropriate that I test it out and Tim has been practicing well I'll let you introduce yourself Tim but um thank you for being here and I am excited for you to share the science behind acupuncture and how it is such a powerful healing modality Hannah, I'm uh, very, very happy to be here. Uh, excited to talk to you and all of your listeners. Again, my name is Tim, and I became an acupuncturist. I started working professionally about four years ago, but I started to pursue acupuncture because previously I was a Broadway performer, and during that time I was doing a lot of dance-heavy shows and lifting women, a lot of partner dancing, um, and so I started getting orthopedic issues, shoulder issues, back issues, things like that, and finally went to an acupuncturist uh, sort of as a last resort um, because I was nervous <laughs> uh, and skeptical. And um, I went and this acupuncturist was incredible and it became a regular part of my body maintenance throughout my performing career. Uh, later, I became a yoga instructor. And when I started to consider career transition, I wanted something that I felt like I could give back help people in the way that they've helped me 
and that utilized the information I had gained as a performer. And I realized that acupuncture was this beautiful marriage of physical and energetic medicine that I had already sort of been working with as a dancer and as a yoga instructor. And so I went to school, got my master's degree. I'm now a licensed acupuncturist in New York State. In addition to that, I'm a certified yoga teacher. I'm also a personal trainer, corrective exercise specialist, um, and working to combine all those things to give my patients the best results that we can. And I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Tim <laughs> is amazing, and he has really helped me uh, on my healing journey. So can you just give us a very brief explanation as to what acupuncture is? Yes, I'd like to start off with um, pointing out that that's an incredibly challenging question. Yeah. Um, but the most basic answer is that acupuncture is a part of Chinese medicine, and it is utilizing uh, very fine needles to create change in the body. Um, this is where it starts to get complicated of talking about that change because we can talk about it from an Eastern perspective, we can talk about it from a Western perspective. Um, but one of the best ways maybe to say it would be that we are trying to uh, create balance and optimal health and get the body to a place of optimal healing through a system of meridians, through a system of organ energetic functions, through a system of five elements and a variety of other ways that the Chinese had um, envisioned the body and the environment of the body uh, to create uh, the best platform from which to heal. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for those of you who aren't familiar with acupuncture, what, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, um, like what is the acupuncture session look like? Right, the, the nuts to bolts is, uh, you know, I usually have a conversation with the patient regarding why they've come in. Um, mm -hmm. Like, are you here for shoulder pain? Are you here for pelvic pain? Are you here for anxiety or insomnia? Once I figure out um, what they're here for, I do a Chinese diagnostic um, uh, process. So for example, what that means is uh, two people could walk in with the same Western diagnosis. Mm -hmm. They could both, let's say, have insomnia. But from a Chinese perspective, we might have a different diagnosis. One person might have like empty heat flaring. Another person might have stagnation of some sort. And these are obviously very general mm -hmm. uh, examples right now. But once I try to hone in on what that is, then I place needles throughout the body, um, typically on acupoints that correspond to meridians, to get them the best result possible. Right. Um, and so people would come to you or would get acupuncture, not just for pain, but it could be for a wide range of issues, as you said, like insomnia, anxiety, depression, digestion issues. Absolutely. So when I first started doing acupuncture as a patient, um, it was very orthopedic. And I initially kind of saw acupuncture as that, as mainly mm -hmm. orthopedic in nature um, but through my training what I've learned is that it is uh, holistic it's whole body it, right. it can help with so many things um, so obviously it's quick for for easy pain like you know muscle pain or things mm -hmm. like that but it can address you know any number of other things it, Chinese medicine in has built into it uh, an emotional energetic component so we can deal with things like anxiety we can deal with things like appetite we can deal with things like fertility mm -hmm. um, and have uh, remarkable results uh, they may take a little longer than elbow pain um, but they can work how have you seen acupuncture really help people with chronic pain and i guess in specific pelvic pain well let's talk about chronic pain um 
So one of the things that acupuncture does really well mm -hmm. is it helps to uh, regulate the autonomic nervous system. So for those who aren't familiar, the fight or flight versus the rest and digest and the activities in the body that happen when we were in those states. Um, nowadays, especially in New York City where we live, but all over, mm -hmm. people are in high stress sort of lifestyles. They're right. all constantly moving. And so what we have found is that people tend to be in this sort of sympathetic uh, sympathetic state, which is fight or flight, mm -hmm. um, a little bit more stressed, a little sort of constantly feeling like they're on danger or in danger, and, um, and then dealing with the physiological response to that. Acupuncture uh, very quickly can move people into this parasympathetic state, the rest and digest place, mm -hmm. a place where the body can actually start to recoup. Right. And that in and of itself is very, very helpful. But it also then allows us an opportunity for people in chronic pain to start to what I call pattern interrupt. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes people in chronic pain have these deeply uh, worn uh, neural pathways attached to their pain. Um, and as a quick aside, you know, when I was younger, I had very intense digestive issues connected with anxiety. And so I had to go through a similar process of starting to interrupt that pattern because after a few years, it would only take a tiny little trigger of anxiety for me to have a huge onslaught of like mm -hmm. digestive pain and cramping right. and like fear of, you know, voiding my bowels at the wrong time and like embarrassment and all those things. Right. And what I learned is I had to interrupt that pattern and acupuncture can be a way of getting to that place mm -hmm. and starting to place um, instead a pattern that is more that serves us better, that moves us away from pain. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you have patients come in for chronic pain issues, you, you must see like firsthand significant improvement in their pain levels. I mean, maybe not all patients or maybe it varies from patient to patient, but like it definitely helps them with, I guess, nerve pain, muscle spasms, like mind, the mind, body connection, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Well, it does two things. So obviously some of the easy stuff and, and you and I have had this, right, right. where, where your therapist point out some muscles that might be tight, that might mm -hmm. be um, tightening around a nerve or, you know, pulling on fascial tissue or not. Mm -hmm. When you release that, you have um, benefit, right? We take pressure off of the, the nerve. Um, but in addition to that, acupuncture provides an education about a gamut of sensation. Mm -hmm. So another challenge that I think I've noticed with chronic pain patients is that it becomes very pain centric. And this of course makes sense. Right. Um, I'm constantly in pain. So then I'm thinking about pain and it becomes pain or pleasure, pain or pleasure. Right. Um, acupuncture begins teaching the lesson that there is a variety of sensation available. And one of the things we do once we're aware of that is if you can start to focus on some of the other sensations that might be present during pain, mm -hmm. it's it actually has a, a shift in the in the nervous system and can help to temper the intensity of the pain you're having right. so it doesn't mean that a person isn't in pain but once you start to become aware of the possibility of sensation it can take some of its bite away mm -hmm. and you just said something else that i want to quickly talk about um you mentioned how when we live in new york like just the pace of life and like being in this city is so stressful on the body. And I remember when I came 
um, in for a session with you months ago and you asked me if I was stressed and I was like no I'm I'm really not stressed at all I don't really have anxiety I don't really feel stressed ever and you were like well your body is stressed so like it might not be apparent to your mind consciously but subconsciously you're stressed and that's contributing to your pain and you know you might not feel stressed or you might not feel anxious consciously but just the simple act or not so simple act of you know walking to the subway every day having a job being in school running around manhattan doing a million things at once which we're all doing if you live in a city is stressful to the body and does contribute to the pain cycle and to the nervous system mm -hmm. so i just think that that's also something that's so interesting for anyone with chronic pain to really think about is that even if you are someone like me who doesn't have you know anxiety or isn't chronically stressed out your body can still be in a state of stress and that can contribute to your pain and acupuncture is something that can really help with that yeah i totally agree and you know this is happening all the time our bodies are amazing mm -hmm. um machines that are that are that are sort of working for us all the time and one of the things that they'll do really really well is compensate to get the job done right i'm going to make a fairly easy example which is let's say you have right ankle pain mm -hmm. um, you're still walking throughout your day because you have to get to work you have to do your things uh, what the body might do is compensate a little bit so that the right ankle isn't in as much pain and then this might make the left side work harder you might shift your weight over a little bit and then suddenly now your left leg is taking 65 percent where it should be taking you know closer to 50. Right. Um, we don't notice mm -hmm. usually that these are happening and then a patient won't notice until they come in later to be like oh my left hip is really hurting uh, I wonder what that's from. Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, it's because the body was smartly helping you get through your life and you weren't consciously aware of it. So I like that example because most people can wrap their head around it. Be like, of mm -hmm. course, that, that makes sense. Now apply that to a chronic pain where you're like, oh, you might be holding tension. You might be um, contracting muscles in, a, in an anxiety response or a nervous response and you don't even know it. And in the moment it doesn't hurt but days and weeks and months and maybe even years of like slightly contracting this or slightly shifting that way or or this a way of thinking can really lend itself mm -hmm. to chronic pain i would like to open up people's eyes to the possibility that these exist and start to really look at them mm -hmm. because once you identify them you can start to peel them away right um it's a little bit cliche but like knowing's half the battle yeah. right like if once you can see it you can start to make choices about does it serve me um, or would I rather have something else? Right. Yeah. And then I have like more of a technical question about um, the actual acupuncture session, but I don't know, this is something that people might be curious. If you're treating someone with pelvic pain, um, if you're treating them with acupuncture, where like just first to clear the air, like you're not, it, the needles are not going internally in the body. They're completely external as as you would treat anything else but where might you place the needles differently if you're treating someone with pelvic pain or not differently as opposed to someone with any other issue so that's a great question i want to clarify that a little bit so um it's true that i'm not treating and that no acupuncturist would be treating internally mm -hmm. and when we say internally we mean like by entering 
some orifice, right? right? And when we're regarding like the the pelvis, we're talking about like the anus or the genitals or whatever. Right. Certainly not. However, acupuncture is a penetrative um, modality. Right. So in some ways, the, the needles are internal in the sense that we've penetrated the skin and we are in the body. Correct. So I just want to make that distinction. Um, but then with regards to how we would apply that to a patient, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Now, it is possible to needle and uh, address musculature of the pelvic floor in uh, in near the the genitals, near the perineum, um, deep in the hip, things like this. That isn't always the right choice, depending mm-hmm. on the patient, and it's very rarely the choice where we start. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, we'll start with a more meridian approach and treat distally from the problem with the understanding that these meridians run through the pelvis and they have an influence on the pelvis. Um, and we'll also often go to the muscles that clearly have an impact on the pelvis. So the hamstrings run up and attach, um, right. abdominal muscles attach to all different parts of the pelvis. Um, and then through that process, we'll come to understand, mm-hmm. like, do we need to get more deeply into the, you know, the pelvic floor? Mm-hmm. In which way would we do that? And like, uh, you've had this experience, um, you know, we partner closely with the PTs so mm-hmm. that we make sure that we're being as strategic right. as we can possibly be. Right. And you can also work through like the lower back and the sciatica muscles, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, there are muscles that tend to have uh, an impact on the sciatic nerve, like right. most notably the piriformis, because there are some instances where that the sciatic nerve will run through the muscle rather mm-hmm. than above it or below it. Um, but yeah, so um, our treatments are almost never just one location specific. Mm-hmm. So for example, I always do a meridian um, treatment application before I get to the, to the area of primary complaint. Um, but yes, yeah, so if we're thinking about the pelvic floor, we also have to think about the low back. We have to right. think about the abdominals. We have to think about the, the large muscles of the legs and the adductors and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to think about the whole body. I mean, the, the movement of your thoracic spine or lack thereof can influence the position of the head, which can influence like the center of gravity, which can then, you know, influence mm-hmm. the low back. And then suddenly parts of you are overworking or underworking and that's rippled all the way down to your pelvis. Right. So as an acupuncturist, I try always to look at the whole person mm-hmm. and see um, movement patterns through their entire kinetic chain. Mm-hmm. I remember the first session that I had with you. I'm not going to lie. It was really, really painful. <laughs> but that I'm only speaking for myself and not for anyone else because I remember you told me like some people prefer acupuncture over a massage. Some people are like, is the most amazing sensation and feeling in the world for them. And I actually really do enjoy acupuncture, but I have a really low pain tolerance and I think my nervous system was particularly heightened. So it was not comfortable. But then what was crazy is that after you put all the needles in and then you lie on the bed for the remainder of the hour, I fell asleep for the hour. So it was so fascinating how I could be like, feel this really, really sharp pain when you were putting the needles in which probably was a lot had a lot to do with my body in that in that hour that moment and then right after that I was sleeping for an hour so yeah. I think that that's just so crazy to me and it really shows how acupuncture calms the nervous system which in turn really can help with pain and the pain cycle absolutely and there is something about 
how sort of pain begets pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've read a few books about, you know, chronic pain and managing chronic pain. And the thing that can happen, and I think one of the things that happened in your case, is that when you're in pain, um, you're sort of thinking of pain, you're sort of primed for pain. Mm-hmm. And so then the insertion of the needles can be a little bit more painful. Right. Um, I have so many athletes, for example, mm-hmm. who are not in chronic pain. They're coming for, you know, orthopedic, you know, and then they love the needle sensation. Right. I mean, they can't get enough. And right. sometimes I'm like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I've put so many needles in and really so many muscles. They're like, I want more. Uh-huh. Um, but that isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the right approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, if you're in pain, you might feel slightly greater sensation with the needle insertion. Mm -hmm. But I think you could reassure the listeners now that even when you had sensation at a needle, it's temporary. It's temporary. It's like not there for very long. Mm -hmm. And I tell all of my patients, um, if there's any sustained sharpness with the needle, I take it away or I readjust it. Yeah, it goes away like within a few seconds. Yeah, Uh and then you get the benefit of Uh the nervous system and the endorphin release and all these other amazing things that are so helpful. Yeah, exactly. And also, I remember the first session when I left, I felt like, I felt it the most, I mean, after every time I've seen you, I felt better afterwards, but like the first maybe like one, two, three sessions, I got off the acupuncture table and I was just like, I felt more energized, but like not in a way where I had just drinking like three cups of coffee and like was anxious (laughs) and jittery. I was like very calm and like focused and grounded. And I felt like very light on my feet and clear headed. And it was such an interesting feeling that I really had never felt before in my life. Yeah, I find that um, acupuncture can be a bit of a reset. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And because we're constantly inundated with emails and calls and Instagram and, you know, magazines and everything, you know, am I sexy? Am I fat? Am I like yeah. all these, like, am I hungry? Like all these different things. It's like acupuncture is a moment of quiet. And yeah. it's also a moment of like connection to the physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I like to do, uh, especially for chronic pain patients is to get them to start to have a body scanning sort of practice mm-hmm. to really get in touch with with what they're feeling. And again, going back back to that idea of the gamut of sensations. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's it's rare that we get that. And I think acupuncture, especially the first few times, it's like you're on the table. Right. Now you're deeply connected to your physical body. Your like sensations are talking to you and you're listening to them. The endorphins are going parasympathetic and suddenly you're sleeping and it's super recuperative. Yeah, it's really um, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> Gosh, I want some right now. I know. <laughs> Um, no, it is, it's, it's fascinating. And, um, also the pain, the pain aspect of it, like, I don't want to also scare people away and be like, oh, it's painful because it's a, it's not painful for everyone. B, it's not painful every time. It's not painful every needle. You may never feel pain at all. I think it just completely depends on your situation and the person. And I mean, there's a lot of factors that contribute to it, but I think that the pros, definitely outweigh the cons i also remind every patient that i have Mm -hmm. that it's an ebb and flow process so for me personally as an acupuncture patient i love a lot i love a lot of needles i love a lot of sensation a lot of you know trigger point release like i i like it um and yet having said that there are some days 
and who knows why maybe mm-hmm. i didn't sleep as well you know maybe i got a call from my mom i mean who knows right um but there are some days where i say i need less today right and i i just know that today i don't I, i'm not gonna be able to take as much and it's sort of honoring this idea that we are constantly ebbing and flowing we're mm-hmm. in we're in cycles of our own um but most people will have an acupuncture personality mm-hmm. which is like oh this person tends to like heavier needle sensation or more needles this person tends to want fewer or um or less sensation but to keep in mind that uh, you're going to be a different person every time you come into the room right and how many sessions do you recommend for someone i mean i, mean, I know it would vary again amongst person to person and case to case but how many times typically would you have someone come and see you or like how many times does it take to feel relief? I mean, I found relief within the first session, but what would be your recommendation if someone were to ask you that? Okay. That's a great question. Um, and it's also so case specific exactly. as like, it's right. hard, hard to answer. But yeah. one thing I would say f- that seems fairly, uh, fairly easy to say mm-hmm. is when I see a new patient, I would like to see them, you know, once a week for three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Usually then, regardless of what their condition is, we'll have a good sense of what needs to be our plan of care. Mm-hmm. How did you respond? Um, what is your needle, needle tolerance? Like, how do we dose this physical medicine to you? Um, after three or four sessions, it's common then to make that determination. Some people are done. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're coming in for like a musculoskeletal issue, that's pretty minor it, you know right. could clear up in one or two sessions um other people it becomes about like how does this fit into your life and how do we keep moving forward um towards relief in right. whatever way that means um so it really is case by case mm-hmm. but it's always pretty good to have a few sessions up front to get a to get a flavor of like how is the, how are the treatments settling in your body and then one other thing i like to tell people um they ask me you know what if I don't have anything wrong? Like, what mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, I just want maintenance. That's actually exactly what I wanted to ask you next was like, can this be used as a preventative thing as well? Well, absolutely. I mean, in Chinese uh, medicine in ancient China, when they were doing this, your acupuncturist wouldn't get paid mm-hmm. for making you, um, for making you well. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They wouldn't be get paid for uh, making you well when you're sick. Right. They would get paid for keeping you well. Right. And China, the whole uh, way of thinking there was about, lifestyle and preventative medicine and like being healthy to avoid sickness um, I tell people you know in today's day and age um, if you're totally healthy come see me once a season mm-hmm. so that's four times a year mm-hmm. you get a little reboot you get rebalanced um, if I had a magic wand if uh, price and time weren't a factor mm-hmm. um, yeah come more often than that right. like if I had the time and the money uh, I would get a treatment once a week right i remember like the first i would say maybe the first half a dozen times i came to you is when i really felt like significant improvement and then after that i always felt better afterwards but i think that i was able to space the sessions out more so that you know maybe i would come like instead of i think i was coming once every other week for a few sessions and then i came maybe like once a month and then uh for a few months and then i haven't been in a while but i think acupuncture is something that you could you should always do every now and then it can't hurt it feels great and it as you said it's like a reset to your body exactly um i think so too and uh, you know what you just described was your uh your process is an important one where it's like we don't want people to be dependent on our medicine right um 
and that should be true for any healthcare provider. Like what we're, what we're trying to get is for you to be able to live your life or anyone to live their life as fully and as happily as they can. Um, so there's definitely a part of the process where we say, okay, well, we need to start weaning away mm -hmm. to see like how long does the benefit hold? Are you able to return to normal activity? Like what is the, the process yeah. um, and the progress of the process? Uh, so I think that's a really important thing. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yes, like if everything's fine, um, come as often as you want. As you want. Can, yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I don't want to put you on the spot, but is there any specific story that you have that, um, like a story of a patient that really stood out to you or that like you experienced something like, or the patient experienced something or, you know, like where you really saw remarkable change with acupuncture? in any specific case yeah i um i feel most comfortable speaking about myself uh -huh. um and probably four and a half years ago mm -hmm. now i had a rare condition and i had a brain surgery mm -hmm. um and that was pretty scary you know right. they, they drilled into my head and did all the you know, whole thing yeah sure. <laughs> um but a week later uh unexpectedly mm -hmm. um, I lost the movement in the right side of my face I developed Bell's palsy as a as a reaction to the surgery and that was the scariest thing I'd ever lived through yeah suddenly now I couldn't close my eye I had to tape my eyes shut at night I you know right food would fall out of my like I was that guy right, right. Um, my head was still swollen and so I had to wrap a cloth around my head and wear an eye patch I looked like a pirate and I mm -hmm. felt terrible and you know um, and I was freaking out because my surgeon said, well, we didn't expect this was going to happen. And your face, your movement in your face should return. Mm -hmm. And I was like, should return. I'm like, yeah, that's um, not good enough yeah, for I'm me. Like, <laughs> it needs to return. Yeah. Like I, I like, I really would like, yeah. you know, more guarantee, but there wasn't one, there wasn't one to get. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I was finishing my acupuncture education. And luckily I had a lot of support and I would get daily facial acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, we talked a lot on this podcast now already about like acupuncture being relaxing. You know, I was getting electrostim acupuncture to my face. Mm -hmm. It was not the most relaxing mm -hmm. um, acupuncture treatment that I have had. But I knew I'm like, I, I want my face back. Um, and the, the great thing about it was my recovery was sped up um, immensely. Right. I started, wow. I started getting movement back in my face about six weeks after it had fully gone away. And by three months out, um, I was fully recovered. And you were doing acupuncture every day? I was doing acupuncture every day. Uh -huh. um, and, and I really believe it was a big component in helping me heal more quickly. When, I mean, if you look at some of the research regarding Bell's palsy, mm -hmm. um, this condition can take six months it can take nine months it can take up to a year sometimes to resolve um, so i feel incredibly grateful that yeah. mine came back in six weeks having said that it was still the six longest weeks of my life i mean mm -hmm. i was uh i was really really struggling yeah um but but i kept at it i kept at it that's incredible <laughs> <laughs> the healing powers of acupuncture yeah. everyone yeah. <laughs> um i think that is like the best success story that that could have been shared you know i one thing i would like to share with your listeners is that um i'm not a very good salesman mm -hmm. like i know this about myself like you yeah. know i'm not going to be able to probably sell you like clothing or right. whatever <laughs> i don't know um the only things that i can sell uh -huh. are the things that i believe in right and the easiest way for me to do that is 
by sharing my own story mm-hmm. of success. Um, and so that's one of the things that I love about acupuncture is that I have so many success stories of my own, like how it helped me get to this commercial when I was a performer, how it helped me continue to dance, how it you know helped me get my movement in my face back, all these different experiences that I've personally had. Mm-hmm. So when I have a patient or a prospective patient sit in front of me and start asking me questions, I can know with my whole being that I am telling them uh, my full truth. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to sell them anything that isn't real for me. Right. And that feels great. Yeah. It's so much easier for me to do that um, because I know, and I don't always guarantee, I can't guarantee it's going to work like that for everyone, but mm-hmm. I can say with a hundred percent certainty, it's how it worked for me. Yeah. And that's why you're so good at what you do because oh. no, because you're so passionate about it. You have personal experience and knowledge and it comes from a place of, as you said, truth and you know, when you're treating your patients and talking to them, you, um, you're really honest and real and authentic about it, you know? Well, I really, really appreciate that. That's a very high compliment. Thank you. Yeah, of course. The way that I usually like to conclude every session, and this is the shortest one that we've done so far. So <laughs> jam packed. Yeah. Jam packed <laughs> is right. Um, is to give two tips. So I usually like to give a quick tip to the audience and then Again, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. But if you have any sort of tip related to acupuncture, chronic pain, pain management, whatever it may be, if you could share as well. So I'll give you a second to think since I didn't prepare you for this. But I will go first. My tip for the audience this week for um, this episode is to, as you said, you know, when you're treating someone, you can't guarantee that acupuncture is going to have benefit for them. But my tip would be for anyone who has pelvic pain or any sort of chronic pain is to experiment and to try different healing modalities that um, could help you. So whether it's acupuncture or, you know, whether it's um, some sort of like deep tissue massage or they do also here like the craniosacral therapy or I mean, there's so many different forms of holistic healing and holistic medicine and functional medicine that really do help with chronic pain. Um, There is an energy healer I know that the physical therapists here recommend. So there's so many different ways and forms of healing that people with chronic pain can uh, seek out. And I think that if you're open-minded to trying different things, it is... 100% beneficial because if you try half a dozen things, you will definitely see results from one of them at least. So I think that um, just always keep in mind, like there's always something else you can do. If something doesn't work, don't get discouraged. Seek out other options and experiment because when you're on this sort of healing journey, you want to try different things. You want to see how your body reacts and you want to see how your pain reacts to uh whatever whatever it is that you are you are dealing with all right so my tip then um in addition to the obvious tip that i should say which is Mm -hmm. try acupuncture um is um a a reframing exercise Mm -hmm. and as we mentioned earlier you know we do participate in our in our own pain right um 
you might have said like people in chronic pain are sort of primed for pain because they mm-hmm. have sort of pain pain on the brain. Um, sometimes people hear that and they think immediately like, oh, so like I'm creating this or you know, but it's actually a tool. It can be used as a tool. So this reframing exercise helps you to use your own thoughts in your own brain to start to change the experience of pain. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I learned um, in acupuncture school as a retraining or reframing is to identify a sensation in the body. And especially if you're in chronic pain, it might be helpful to try to identify a pleasant sensation rather than a painful one. But, you know, to lay down, get comfortable, close your eyes Mm -hmm. and to start giving that pain some, you know, abstract qualities. So for example, um, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, imagine this pain as a as a ball okay well what color is that ball i'm going to give it a color you know um maybe i'm going to i usually start with like oh i have like a burning pain so this ball is sort of like reddish orange you know and then you start to play with that and you'd be like okay well what's a recuperative color for me today what feels soothing maybe it's lavender Mm -hmm. and then you like imagine that this like fiery ball turns into a lavender ball and then maybe you're like oh i don't want it to be a ball anymore it's more recuperative if i turn it into a blanket you know and you start to play with these um the way that you personally experience the pain and it starts to shift it Mm -hmm. now initially it shifts it uh mildly gently but the more you practice the more power it will have so it's these sort of tools that you can take with you um, anywhere you go that I like to give to patients in chronic pain I often also do things like breath work because I want people to have stuff in their tool bag Mm -hmm. um, so that they're never alone when they have some kind of moment and these are techniques that I used when I was having my digestive issues Um, I knew, I learned Mm -hmm. um, that I would have to turn off my music. I would have to take off my jacket because heat was a trigger. I would start to change the way that I would breathe to calm myself down. Um, And these helped to interrupt this pattern that I had and it helped to, you know, speed relief. And it wasn't a magic wand, um, but it was enough that I didn't feel like I was going to lose control on the subway. Right, exactly. And that, yeah. in this experimentation process will be different for everyone, but um, my experience has shown me that it will be fruitful for most. Mm-hmm. And that's so helpful because those are things that you can do anywhere, as you said, whether you're on the subway or you're yeah. at work. Or no one school. has to know. No, like, exactly. You can just be doing your thing. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. And I actually saw the energy healer that a physical therapist here recommended. And he, Scott, Scott yeah. yeah, he's great. I know. I want to have him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you have to. I He'll know. be great. Yeah. Um, I, I will. I will. <laughs> but he does a lot of that work. He does a lot of the breathing exercises. And then he does a lot of those imagery techniques where you think about your pain as the object or a color. And, you know, you you try and work with the pain that way and and see how you can kind of like break that pain cycle through the the imagery and it it actually it's fascinating it it works it really does work i know for people who haven't done this kind of work before you have to practice it it's not like right away yeah and and i i want to say this because i think it's fair like people can be like wow this feels really like like up in the mountains Mm -hmm. rubbing crystals together kind of talk Mm -hmm. like it can feel very like foreign um and that's fine uh but know that it's based in uh, science. It's right. based in like the way that our brains work. Right. And understanding like, so of course, like a fiery ball or, you know, like shapes like this can feel a little bit you know, ethereal, maybe a little silly, but they're a great entryway mm-hmm. into working with our own nervous system. Yeah. 
um, and having a conversation, you know, about what what we're experiencing. Yeah. So I would rec- I would recommend to people like, you know, try it and try it for more than once or twice. Mm-hmm. Try it for like two weeks. Right. Um, and I suspect you'll you'll feel a change. Mm-hmm. I actually like I would almost guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And also, like I remember Scott saying to me uh, because I saw him two or three times, and he said, "Did you work on on what I told you last time?" And each time I went back, and I unfortunately said, "You know what? I honestly really didn't. I kind of forgot about it." And he was like, "Listen to me. Like you have to do this. What what wherever you are, you have to break the pain cycle in your head because most of the pain cycle is coming from your brain. So he was like, whether you're in the shower, you're brushing your teeth, whatever you're doing, just try and like use the imagery and breathe through that pain and like use those breath exercises and the colors and the objects to try and like shift the way that your brain is perceiving pain. Absolutely. Consider that." Uh the way that we are experience pain, we've done it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I, earlier I said this idea of a neural pathway that's been deeply worn in mm-hmm. because we've done it over and over. We need to then start practicing these interrupts over and over and over so that we start to create a new, uh, a new neural pathway that serves us. Mm-hmm. So we like it, it benefits anyone who's in chronic pain to be interrupting that pattern yeah. as often as they can. Yeah. And then of course, sometimes you get a little exhausted and it's like, give yourself a break, no judgment, mm-hmm. and then come back to it when you can. Mm-hmm. If it means breathing, if it means visualization, if it means positive self-talk, if it means you know self-massage, whatever it means, right. um, the more you can interrupt it, the more you'll change it. Amazing. Tim, thank you so much for being here. It took us few weeks to schedule but (laughs) we did it and um i hope that everyone enjoys this episode i think that we covered a lot of subject in a short time and i think that the audience will learn a lot from this please like this episode leave a comment share it with your friends your family your coworkers, anyone you know who even if they're not in pain could benefit from some acupuncture or the rest of the conversation that we had and stay tuned for the next episode.